All right, Canada Pension Plan. We've talked a lot about what it would mean for Alberta, right? If if Alberta were to leave the uh, Canada Pension Plan and start their own version, the Alberta Pension Plan, which, you know, Quebec Quebec didn't leave the Canada Pension Plan, but they have their own. Uh, they never opted into the CPP. They decided to go their own right back from the very beginning in the 1960s. Now, in some you know ways, it, it's, it's a bit of an exercise in faith here in Alberta because the actual terms of this quote-unquote separation far, 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 Far from settled. And, you know, depending on who you talk to, it's not even remotely close, right? I mean, we're miles apart on this. The headline number, of course, as you've heard, is a third of a trillion dollars, right? $334 billion that the province could take if they decide to leave. That number was put forward by the Premier and Jim Dinning when they made this announcement and they released the report into this. Now, that number, of course, has been disputed by all kinds of people, including the people that operate the Canada Pension Plan who say, no, that's that's an invented formula, is what they called it. It's fantastical. It's not going to happen. You're probably closer in the neighborhood of maybe 16 17%, something like that. Not 53%. Okay? So... Um, I don't know. It's really tough to make a decision, I think, and if you don't know the starting point. But the other side of this is what does it mean for the CPP, right? What happens to the Canada Pension Plan should Alberta leave, especially if they walk away with 53% of the pool, which, as I think I said, nobody seems to think it's going to happen. But other than that, what would the impact be on the Canada Pension Plan should Alberta leave? Uh, the impact might be less than you think. Let's find out. We're going to speak with Doug Chandler, who is an independent research actuary and associate fellow of the National Institute on Aging. Doug, thanks so much for being here. I appreciate your time. Well, thank you for having me. So let's start with the makeup of the CPP, because there's actually two pools of money, right? There's the original and sort of the core that's been there from the beginning, and then a much newer and right now smaller piece, right? That's right. Uh, the new piece dates from 1965. Uh, the first piece is 1965, and the new piece dates from 2019. But it's really not in effect yet. It'll take a while to get into effect. Right. Now, why did, how did that come about? What, where did this new piece come from? And, and, and the forecasts on it are eye-popping, Doug. Um, it came from discussions with the provinces uh, back in uh, 10 years ago about uh, not people not having enough money saved for retirement and with interest rates being so low, it just being too difficult. Yeah. And CPP was seen as a better way. And in some ways it is. But when they changed the way CPP is funded back in the mid-90s, they also said any future improvements had to be fully funded just like a private employer pension plan. And that's why the numbers grow so bigly, big. And, and we're talking about 1.3 trillion by 2050. Uh, the forecast, so uh, a massive amount of money. Now that pool, um, in the LifeWorks report cited by the premier, um, the the expectation here, of course, is that it's going to grow substantially. But when we take a look at the withdrawal of Alberta from the pension plan, what does that mean for those forecasts? Because, like you say, I mean they're forecasted to grow a lot. But should Alberta leave, what would happen to those numbers then? Well, the uh, the additional pool started out at zero, so that's why it's, st- it's, it's still catching up. Yeah, start with. and it would grow sort of like it would have anyway. There's really nothing controversial about Alberta backing yeah. out of that additional tier. It's sort of like where we were in 1965. If uh, Ontario, which is the one that originally said, "Gee, we want to have an exit clause here," had backed out in 1970, then the formula that's in the act would have made perfect sense. They'd basically give them their money back and let them do their own thing. And that's where we're at with the additional pool today. 
So when we talk about, like you say, walking out in 1965, it's a very different situation than it is now. When you hear that number, the $334 billion Alberta would be entitled to, what do you think? I think that the law didn't contemplate what happened in 1995. And really, there are, there are three issues with the number. First of all, it's a really soft number, no question about it. For sure. It. Uh, if you look at the LifeWorks report, it says, first of all, they didn't have the data they needed around where people work. And they said that if they took into account migration, they they would have ended up with a number somewhere between $260 billion and $360 billion. So they just just interpreting the the data that they had makes it soft. The other thing they said was if they had literally followed the legislation, they would have ended up with seven hundred billion. Right. And they said, and they, they said that doesn't make sense. So we're going to reinterpret the legislation. And other people have said, okay, well, if you're going to reinterpret the legislation, is there another way to reinterpret the legislation that makes more sense? And that gets you down to not 53%, but more like uh, 20 to 25% was the estimate I saw. The way you get down to 16% is saying, it ain't fair, we have to fix the legislation. And if you did something that was fair, in other words, give everybody a portion of assets uh, that's the same as the portion of the liabilities they're taking away, that's how you get down to the right. 15%, 16% range. The problem is, well, that's, that's, I don't know if it's the problem, but that's... That's clearly what uh, the Alberta government intends. They want to have a conversation about if a formula is broken, you have to fix the formula. And you know they're not talking about CPP. Oh, you're absolutely right. Of course. I mean, this is this is a lever. It was described as such. Um, yeah. I mean, th- there, there's no secret agenda here. No. It's totally out, out, open for out front. Yeah, there's no doubt. We, we know exactly what it is. So let's say push comes to shove and we do have Alberta leaving the CPP. Is that the end of the CPP, as some have said? Is it a disaster? Or is it sort of like, well, the CPP just carries on as it always has? On the ground, if you're an individual, it's going to look a lot like uh, having a CPP without Quebec. Right. When you get your T4 at the end of the year, it's going to have pensionable earnings. Uh, if you worked in Quebec, then it's going to be shown as QPP earnings. If you worked in Alberta it's, or, or Ontario, it's going to say CPP. Well, Alberta, it's going to now say Alberta earnings. If you work in Ontario, it's going to say CPP earnings. When you retire, depending on where you live, either Ottawa or Quebec City or Edmonton is going to calculate your pension for your entire record of service and pay your whole pension. And then in the background, that's all up with the other two plans. Right, yeah. And it doesn't matter where you live after that. Exactly, and and then it's portable. So, I mean, it wouldn't be a, a, a drastic shift for anybody, right? I mean, it, the, the growth rate would be slowed proportionally because you would have less people investing, uh, but that's it. it. It would all, in terms of the proportion and the way that it all shakes out per Canadian, nothing really changes, does it? Um, not much. Uh, the, the we've talked about possibly a contribution increase to yep. offset contribution reduction. When they re- changed the funding for CPP in the mid-90s, they changed it from what you might have called a pure defined benefit plan to a target benefit plan. So that right now there's about a 5% buffer in, in the 9, 9.9% contribution rate for the original 1965 benefits. Yeah. And that buffer would be gone. Right. And if you believe the LifeWorks report and the $334 billion number... Well, that changes everything, yeah. They, then they might be at, well, at uh, 5% more than that. Yeah, yeah. 
that doesn't all go to extra contributions for people in Ontario and BC. Half of it goes to extra contributions, and half of it goes to a reduction in the cost of living adjustments for people who are already retired. Okay. That's not a very big reduction, but it does say that if Alberta gets everything they're asking for, it is going to hit seniors. Of course. Yeah, I mean, like you say, I mean, it's not a huge adjustment, but, but, you know, with the way things are right now, Doug, it doesn't take a huge adjustment to really, really put a pinch. And just taking away that 5% buffer puts the CPP in a somewhat more precarious position going forward in terms of contributions and benefits. All right. Yeah, interesting stuff. Doug, I'm out of time, but thank you so much for being here. I do appreciate your time.